It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. I'm taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. <coughs> It starts with some beer, so you shouldn't have fear. Two garbage guys with facts, but they both still have tact. It's that time at last for the best damn podcast. It's Can Crusher Day. And welcome to a special edition of Can Crushers on a Friday night. This is Mark Martinez, as Paul is uh, not here tonight. This podcast is going to be a special interview with the one, the only, Al Snow. Yes, that Al Snow. Al Snow from the WWE. Al Snow from ECW. Al Snow, the now owner of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Joining Al Snow will be his business partner, Chad Miller. We'll hear a few words from Chad. So this was wonderful. I I enjoyed doing this interview, just learning some stuff about Al. And the big news is this is a partnership that will be happening monthly now. We'll check in with Al every so often to see what's going on in Ohio Valley Wrestling. So after this next break, we'll jump right into the interview with Al and Chad. Hope you enjoy it. And then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about it and, you know, go from there. So I hope you enjoy the interview. Stay tuned. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And joining us right now on Can Crushers, the legendary hardcore champion, ECW icon, Al Snow. Al, welcome to Can Crushers. Well, thank you very much, Mark. I really appreciate you having me on, along with my partner and friend, uh, Chad Miller. He's joining us. Chad, the can crusher Miller, is on here. <laughs> That's what I hear. Chad is thrown back a few. Yeah, Chad is the uh, champion of the people. He is taking up the cause as a civil servant to fight the good fight for those of you in the public that can't stand on your own. And uh, and is willing to take on Raccoon Boy, 
uh, a varmint of the trash dumpster to uh, uphold the the uh, the rules and the laws that are set forth by people like himself to protect people like you and me. Excellent, Chad. I'm glad you're here. I, I might be more excited than Chad's here than Al's here. Yeah. No, I don't know about that one. You have uh, you have quite the character in Al, and and he's uh, been a lot of fun to be in business with, and and uh, and obviously I'm excited to hear about you guys as well with your with your background and your backstory on your show. Uh, we'll go over me real quick because nobody cares about me. This way we'll throw it out. Uh, 1995 graduate in high school. I went to the University of Pitt Bradford, and really what this is is two guys drinking beer talking about wrestling. That's fantastic. Yes. As so, long as you're naked doing it, I'm fine, Mark. We are only from the bottoms. Oh, only, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into Al real quick, and then we'll jump in with Chad as well, because I know he's got a lot of the OVW stuff. But I, yeah. let's focus on Al from the get. Uh, it's really the generic questions. It is because I want to know him along with uh, our listeners. Okay. Growing up, you were a wrestling fan, correct? Yes, very much so. Uh, and then, uh, I was about 14 years old, and I made a conscious decision that that was what I wanted to do. And, uh, and, and you know, for the next uh, four years, I, I foolishly pursued it, um, trying in vain uh, just about everything I could to convince somebody to take me under their wing and uh, train me. And uh, finally, when I was 18 years old, I uh, convinced somebody, probably against their better judgment, uh, a man by the name of Jim Lancaster, to to train me, take responsibility for me professionally. And uh, May 22nd of 1982, I had my first professional match, and I've been rolling ever since. Yeah, I, I was actually going to touch on that. You went to an Ole and Gene Anderson tryout, and that's where you met Jim, right? Uh, no, I had met Jim uh, prior to that, um, and then I. But I had gotten a hold of old, uh, Gene Anderson when I would. What I would do is I. We didn't have the internet back then, right? And, uh, and we. So I would walk to the local library, and they had uh, phone books for every major city in the United States, and um, I would get a wrestling magazine. I'd find out where wrestling promotions offices were, what city. I'd go get the uh, phone book for that city. I'd look up the phone number for the office, and I would call every uh, month. I would make a phone call. And uh, I finally got a hold of Gene Anderson and uh, Jim Crockett's promotions in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he said they were having a tryout in October. And I took a 24-hour bus ride, which was probably one of the most miserable experiences of my life. And... Uh, Went down there and basically got my ass beat and uh, had my nose broke and sent back home. So, wow, wow! I, I, there's nothing to say against that. Are the Andersons that stiff for real, or were they just hazing you with the quotes? Well, what they were doing was they were, you know, um, they wanted to make sure that anybody that came in uh, left with an appreciation and a respect for. The wrestling business and then went out of their way to tell everybody all their friends and family hey you know you think this stuff's fake but let me tell you what they put me through type of thing and uh and if you earned your way in you earned their respect and you know and then uh you had an opportunity but uh that wasn't going to be the case for me so <laughs> nice uh let's reverse a little bit when you were a young al snow who were some of your favorites who did you look up to 
Uh, there were guys you probably don't even know, like Bobo Brazil and I... Dick the Brewer and Paul Christie and, you know, uh, Roger Kirby and uh, uh, Al Costello. And, um, and then when I got a little older, Dusty Rhodes and, you know, um, it was just it was all because we had, back then there were uh, territorial offices, you know, right. regional promotions. They weren't national at that time. And, uh, you know, I would uh, there were different ones in different areas that, you know, I would like Austin Idol, uh, you know, uh, Buzz Sawyer, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, you could go on down the list. Superstar Billy Graham was a big, big star back then, you know. Up in New York, right? Yeah, I I know most of them. There's a few that uh, you didn't. I'm old. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm old, so I, I I know the old guys as well. So, what made you, or which one of those idols made you want to be a professional wrestler? I would say just all of them. I mean, and just you know, uh, it was just something that captivated me, and that I made that that like I said made a decision that it was what I wanted to do, and wanted to pursue and 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 uh and i've been doing it i've done it for 36 years and i've never once regretted a day of in my life of doing it it's just been you know i've been very blessed to get to do what i love to do for as long as i've gotten to do it it, it is fascinating once you find your you know career it's really never a job right oh not at all not at all i've been on vacation for 36 years and that's phenomenal. And I, I hope this podcast turned into that little little plug. I hope that turns into this in uh, with your glorious words. I hope so. Well, you never know. You, just, you, you know, you pursue what you want to pursue, and eventually it'll pay off. Thank you. Thank you. So let's fast forward to where now myself and kind of like my listening squad uh, remembers you. You were a rocker. You were head. You were job squad. You were in ECW. I, I saw you a few times. It was dubbed Pittsburgh, but was, it was actually Manaka, Pennsylvania. Manaka, yeah. Dome. yeah, yeah. I love that place, by the way. A Me little too. sidebar. I loved it. It was a great building. I don't know if you were there the night that um, Sandman and New Jack were in the ring against the Dudleys, and they were tripping on like three hits of acid each, plus God knows what else. And uh, Paul Heyman was on the microphone up above in the balcony going, nah, 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 I was, right. yes, I was. Do you remember that? I do. Uh, the one that actually I remember, really remember was uh, the crowd went nuts one night and it was a tables match between Sabu and, well, ECW was a tables match all the time, but yeah. Sabu actually chucked part of the table out and hit somebody. That's the one that actually yeah. hits me in the head. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Hit, the, hit that guy in the audience, knocked him, literally knocked him out. Yeah, dead cold. Yeah. I loved it, though. I loved it. I, I would go back to that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. It was good times. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be hit with the table, but it was it was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I, I agree. So out, out of those ones, Rocker Head, Job Squad, what was your favorite? Or, you know, ECW, Al, as we would dub it. I, I would say that I just – I. You know, every chance I got to get in a ring and do what I loved to do, that was that was it. It didn't matter to me what it was doing. What mattered was I was out there performing in front of that audience. That's what mattered. So, what was what is uh, your favorite match? Do you have? Well, for, uh, let me. This is a two part question. Your favorite yeah. match growing up, like mine is still Savage and Steamboat. That that's 
nobody can touch that for me. But uh, yeah. but your favorite match growing up, and then the favorite match that you were in. Well, probably favorite match growing up is the one that I remember. Like, you know, when I was really young, uh, the original Sheik uh, ran the territory where I lived in Ohio and the part of uh, Western Pennsylvania, Michigan, part of part of Northern Kentucky, West Virginia. I mean, he had a big area, that big swath, and he made you know made a lot of money. Um, but then it, he kind of burned the territory to, to the ground. That kind of went away for you know, several years, four or five years. And then all of a sudden we, you know, we got, this is, this shows just how old I am. We, we, we got cable vision for the first time. That was, it was a brand new invention. And, uh, TBS came on the air and, uh, I distinctly remember, you know, the, uh, it was Georgia championship wrestling. And they, the first thing I saw was the angle they had ran at the Omni that week. They had, uh, Dusty Rhodes was going to be the special referee. It was Ivan Koloff and Ole Anderson against uh, Tommy Rich. And uh, I believe it was Wahoo McDaniels. And uh, you see Dusty and he's got a white, a white t-shirt on. It's torn. He's bleeding. He's stumbling through the crowd. And apparently they make it like he was jumped in the parking lot by Ole and Ivan to prevent him from getting to be the special referee. But he fights on and goes through the crowd. And I, from that moment on, I was like, I just was enraptured with, with. Okay. And then a favorite match in my career. I, I, you know, I don't, I, it's so hard to be able to pick just one to say, well, that's, you know, that's it. The, you know, probably one of the ones that really stand out for me is where we ran, uh, did the pay-per-view for ECW in New Jersey at, uh, uh, God, I can always forget the name of this city in New Jersey. It's down on the boardwalk. Uh, um, I'm yeah, but we did the pay-per-view where, uh, Lance Storm was taking on Chris Candido and Shane Douglas and I was his partner. And, you know, I came out and they had all that literally about 4,500, 4,500 styrofoam heads and they had the, you know, the, uh, yes. uh, strobe lights going and, uh, the music going. It looked like quite honestly, it looked like no pun intended, a snowstorm and hit inside the building. Right. And that was a pretty awesome moment. Yeah. And if you've never seen that guys, make sure it's all over YouTube, you know, check it out. It's an amazing one. The, the match is awesome within itself, but that entrance with all those heads and making it a snowstorm, it's exactly what I thought. Is unbelievable. Yeah, it was true. Uh, a, a little dig, and this might end our partnership. Uh, so you're telling me it wasn't the kennel match with you and Big Boss Man? No, no. You'd be surprised. I mean, consider <laughs> the entire uh, object of the match, the, the whole focal point of the story were the animals, and, of course, they were even, – even people in porn know that you can't work with children or animals. And, uh, you know – they were busy outside the uh, cage, um, fornicating, urinating, and defecating, to the, where we couldn't show them on TV or even utilize them in the match. But you know, we built the entire story around them. So yeah, that, yeah. my career. Yeah, that that was rough as a as a teenager. That was kind of rough to watch. It really was. Imagine how rough it was as an adult inside there. The I, how did you even you know stay together? 
Uh, one other thing before we shift gears and talk about what you guys are doing now, so this way we can hear that glorious voice of Chad. Who was somebody you enjoyed working with and why? Uh, um, there were a lot of guys. Chris Candido, Lance Storm, uh, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, um, Sabu, uh, Shane Douglas, um, Marty Jannetty, Steve Blackman. Uh, there were a variety of guys, you know, that I, I liked. Road Dog, uh, really Big Boss Man was a wonderful to, to, you know, great person, wonderful to work with. Um, all kinds of guys. I mean, they, they, they were all really, really, back then they were all really good. And even back in the day then, you know, before that, there were Harley Race and was just, was amazing. So, so you pretty much named the whole hardcore division that I would remember is, is how I would put it. Well, there were other, I mean, there were other guys I worked with that weren't, I mean, you know, uh, it's just, we are all kind of in that hardcore division of WWE. Um, you know, and those are just name prominent names that I think you would recognize more so than a lot of other guys that older guys that, uh, the general public probably wouldn't know. Right. All right. Now we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about your new endeavor. You are now the owner of Ohio Valley Wrestling, which has been huge. Well, myself, myself and, and Chad. Chad is uh, he is also uh, guilty of that as charged. So <laughs> Right. So now we get to actually hear Chad. Thank God. Yeah, finally. Oh, boy. Yeah. All been on the seat. <laughs> so Ohio Valley has been uh rooted with the nwa roh tna wwe so and you've been there pretty much the whole time some sort maybe you've had since here and there but you've been along the whole story tell us what you've seen that's changed and everything from there uh i would say that uh what's changed is just you know the roster the talent um it, it you know it's very transient it uh it uh, constantly is uh, developing, growing, changing. Some leave, some stay, some develop, uh, go on to pursue other opportunities. Um, and that's what makes it, one, challenging, but it also makes it exciting because for the audience, you know, a uh, wrestler is, is nothing more than a product. You know, it's, it's no, long, no different than a TV series you liked or, or you like peanut butter. Um at some point in time, you get tired of eating peanut butter or, you know, you like a certain beer and then after a while you want something different. You just try a different beer. You know, every, everybody has a run and, and, um, with, uh, OBW, you know, you get the chance to get exposed to, you know, new talent that come in on a, on a regular basis and then get fresh ideas, fresh approaches, you know, it, it becomes all new again. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Nice. And the alum list that's been at OVW, this is huge. I I really didn't know this. I'm going to throw myself under the bus. Some of the people that have come from OVW, you, you know the, the Brocks and this and that, but let's talk about some of those. Who have been some of your, I guess you can't, you can't say favorites because you could probably dig yourself a hole, but let's talk about some of them. Well, I mean, you can start with, you know, Cena, Brock, uh, Lesnar, John Cena, uh, Randy Orton, Batista, uh, that list, you know, of that first generation is pretty extensive. That's a who's then, who. Yeah. 
then you go into uh, Joey Mercury and John Morrison and Tina and Beth Phoenix and Alicia Fox and uh, Rosa Mendez and Maurice and The Miz and CM Punk and, you know, I mean, and um, Santino Morella and uh, the Boogeyman, and uh, you, you just keep going on and on and on. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Charlie Haas, uh, um, you know, I think there, I think we did a count, uh, and Chad might be able to correct me, I don't remember, but I think it was like uh, of uh, alumni that were, uh, you know, on the main roster, it was like 248 or something like that at one point. Um, you know, and, uh, of those, a high percentage of those were all main eventers in WrestleMania. Yeah. So we've got a very, you know, well, Cody Rhodes, I just forgot. I just remembered him. Um, you know, we've got a very long pedigree of, of people that we've trained and developed and, uh, have went on to, uh, play major factors, not just in WWE, but around the world in major promotions all over the world. So, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, right now, uh, let's talk about how you ended up buying it. Okay. Well, I met, met Chad, and Chad met me, and and you know, and then I think Chad can explain more. Uh, okay. And out to that. So. No, I mean it was it was a. I, I was actually uh, chairman of the Boxing Wrestling Commission for Kentucky, and the WWE every time they would come into Kentucky, you would see this huge spike in promoters about 30% every time actually promoters wrestlers and and or other type of event staff and I was like man I was like you know there's really not a product to back up and support because it was almost like an EKG line and you would see this huge spike and then fall off again a huge spike and fall off again and I was like if we could just have a backstop there to catch it at its high point and then whenever the WWE comes back into town, we could just keep it going up and up and up opposed to falling off. And I had the privilege, you know, and I'll, I will say this in front of Al, the privilege of, of meeting him. And, and we became really good friends. And his viewpoints and philosophies kind of aligned with mine. And Danny Davis, who had owned uh, OVW previously, who we bought it off of, was in a position where he was like, you know, I, I need somebody to hand this off to. And he looks at Al almost like his son. And... It's, and he was like, you know, I'd really like to see Al Snow buy this. And I went to Al and I said, what do you think about this? And like, you know, my, I, I, one thing that I've found is I can, I can help the state out and help, you know, wrestling out and combat sports out in general more as an entrepreneur than I could as a, as a, as a politician. And so I approached Al about it. I resigned from the boxing wrestling commission and, and about, about four weeks later, we ended up buying it. Yeah. And that was in April, correct? Uh, we didn't take, we didn't, we didn't, uh, take full ownership until June. Okay. June one. Okay. And recently you guys had your, your first, it was recently a month ago, but, uh, recently you guys had your first big to do, um, OVW 1000. It was actually on fight TV, the app now as well. Do you guys see you going more towards fight TV, that, that app, or are you going to continue doing, the YouTube as well. You know, we're on, we're actually on a couple of different platforms. We're on uh, channel 21 WBNA here locally in Louisville. Um, we have, you know, obviously the YouTube and we also uh, are trying to work through a Roku, 
Roku channel right now, but you know, Fight TV, those people have been absolutely awesome. And, you know, Al has been, Al has been instrumental in that. You know, I think that, you know, the pay-per-view type model and, and what that does is allows people outside of Louisville and outside of Kentucky to, to gain access to our product. Fight TV, we're going to, uh, we're in the process of, uh, putting our weekly show on there so that our audience can follow, follow the show. And then, uh, with our bigger event, like December 14th, we have a really big event that we're going to do. Um, very similar to what WWE does with, uh, you know, like a hell in the cell. Um, we have a very similar setup with a 15 foot high steel cage on the ring and then a 20 foot high cage that will surround the entire, uh, um, barrier where the barrier would normally go uh, for a normal ring event. We we have a 20 foot high cage, and uh, uh, it just doesn't have a roof. But it's quite honestly, it's the same kind of setup as a hell in a cell uh, that WWE does. We'll do that for December 14th, and we'll do that as a pay per view on on Fight TV. Um, so everybody can watch that. And pay per views uh, price point roughly is nine ninety nine. Okay. So, you know, that's great. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, so if you have a little device, you can actually throw it right over on your TV as well. So you can sit and watch it on a 65-inch TV compared to a 13-inch phone. That's right. So that's uh, more OVW. You have Abyss as your heavyweight champion right now, and he's just running wild. You know, he's he's got five guys that all want him, but Abyss is Abyss. Yeah, yeah. Abyss is, you know, he's a veteran. He's a TNA Hall of Famer, and uh, and uh, brings a lot of experience and and a lot of size. The guy's, you know, quite honestly, I think people don't realize just how really big he is. He's you know six six, six seven, and about three fifty, and uh, you know he can move like a freight train. And uh, he's he's a very impressive athlete. Saw him in Erie, Pennsylvania, when TNA. Uh, years ago, came up to Erie, Pennsylvania, and my wife was enamored by him. She loves him. She even got bought his really? mask. Yeah, she loves the guy. Oh, so wow. Well, uh, that's that's good. Right? Se- sexy. I never. Sexy I never is not one way you just define a bit. Right. <laughs> I guess that's why she stuck with me. I don't know. <laughs> so one of my plans is to make it down to you know Louisville sometime this summer, catch a baseball game. <laughs> catch to see you guys but yeah. uh what else do you want to say before i shift gears one more time what else do you want to say about ovw this is going to be a working partnership with us you know, about once a month you'll come on the show we'll chat yeah. but uh what else do you want to cover about ovw that i didn't dive into yet i just think that you know people you know we've got an amazing pedigree and an amazing history with ovw and it's it's a world world-renowned brand and with uh you know chad's drive and uh and passion and and my experience, you know, we're going to uh, take OVW to places that it's never been before, um, and and creatively and direction wise and uh, and just in general. I mean, we've already accomplished quite honestly so much uh, in just the short time that we've had it that uh, even I sit back and I'm amazed. You know, have one thousandth consecutive television episodes. I mean, that that's like a that quite honestly is not just history as far as wrestling. That's history as far as television production is concerned. As far as wrestling is concerned, there's only one other company that can say that, and that's WWE. They you know, Raw's had a thousand episodes, and 
SmackDown had their 1,000th episode a week after we had ours. Um, you know, and uh, we had a thousand fans, and we did our first live television broadcast uh, from that event, and we at the same time did a live uh, pay-per-view on Fight TV at that same event. So, you know, we we've done all of that, accomplished all of that in a few short months, and I can I can only imagine what we're going to, be able to accomplish in the next six to a year. It's it's going to be something to watch for sure. Are we looking at uh, OVW traveling at all? Or, or can we see it coming to Pennsylvania? I mean, I, I'm not saying next week or something, but is it uh, something that you guys are looking to? Never rule it out. I mean, we you know we get the outlet over there and, and through Fight TV and through any possible broadcasting, and we can build an audience, and by all means, we would you know bring an event there and do it live. Okay, see, that's all I wanted to know. Good. Uh, let's talk about, uh, you have a book coming out. You said it was a coloring yeah. book, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an adult coloring book. Nice. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a book about my career. Uh, I was, it took up quite a few years. A lot of people said, yeah, you should write a book, you should write a book, tell some stories. And I'm like, I don't think anybody would find it that interesting. Um, but uh, they finally convinced me, and I sat down it's been it's been a very long process i was surprised at how long a process it was and um how, how, how much effort it does to take to to do this but um it'll come out in the uh, spring i think amazon is doing pre-sales on the book right now and it's uh, uh bizarre the life lessons uh life lessons self-help is the title of the book i wanted to call it um, how to take shit and make shoe polish and other lessons that I've learned from wrestling. But the editor didn't want that. So it was self-help and, uh, life lessons, uh, that I, that from the bizarre career of Al Snow and wrestling. So. That editor, let me tell you, I, I think yours definitely would have sold, you would have crushed Mick Foley. I think so. I think so. So, all right, uh, you also have another thing you're doing, and it's Call or an Elbow. We have it on our website. We have it on our Facebook. The shirts are amazing. Uh, favorite one is by far the American Dream one. Just throwing oh, that out there. Thank you. Yeah, um, Collar and Elbow brand. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com, and uh, we've got all kinds of designs. We tried to create a, uh, you know, um, designs for people that are, have a passion and a love for wrestling, for professional wrestling, for MMA, any kind of grappling. But, you know, let's face it, if you typically if you wear a professional wrestling design, like a shirt, um, out in public, then you're going to get the guy who's going to go, oh, why do you watch that? That stuff's fake. And you're like, wow, thanks, Sherlock. Uh, you really solved that mystery. How many years did it take for you to put the clues together to come to that conclusion? Um you know, but the, we try to make them out of really high quality material and and uh, create designs that you could wear anywhere and somebody would see it. And if you're a wrestling fan, you see the designs and you pick up on the little connotations as far as wrestling's concerned and you get it and it's something you can share. And if if you're not a wrestling fan, you can wear it and people don't don't care because it's just a cool design. Uh, all right, uh, we have a couple more minutes. Floor is yours. You, you, both of you, whatever you want to say, and then we'll wrap it up. Go ahead. Well, I just, 
I was just going to say, I just want to thank you for uh, taking the time, letting us come on today. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool for me to be able on a, a show from back home. I, I get back there about uh, twice a year, but, uh, hopefully we can bring uh, high quality Ohio Valley wrestling and gladiator sports network entertainment up to, uh, the, the, uh, are you guys the Ridgeway Rovers or who are the Ridgeway are Elkers? The Ridgeway Elkers. Elkers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Nice. Nice. That's well, I was a Keystone Panther, so. Yes, I, I know you well. <laughs> yeah, and I can't thank you enough to, you know, to give us a platform to promote, you know, Gladiator Sports Network. And, uh, and you know, we're not just, you know, we do OVW, and, and we're very proud and very passionate about that. But we also, you know, we do Game On, which is, you know, we've got uh, Chris Redman that played for the Buffalo Bills and was a Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. And uh, Brand, Falcon. VP for Falcons. The you know, and they host that uh, game on high school football show, and um, and you know we produce that, and uh, we produce Friday night fights, which is you know boxing that we've uh, from boxing events that we've held, and um, you know we're just looking forward to doing you know many more things, and uh, you know uh, putting them out there, and and hopefully building an audience, and you know having some fun doing it. Uh, one of the, one of the big things Al Al didn't mention, but we're uh, we're, we're really working hard on is we're uh, we're ra- actually currently ranked number three in the world for wrestling schools, and um, we're actually working on getting um, trade school approval for that. We'll actually be one of the first trade school or one of the first wrestling schools in the world to be trade school approved, so kids can actually get financial aid and and Pell grants and things like that to come down and work out with Al and and. Uh, and for their their wrestling careers as well. Where was that when I was growing up? My mother wouldn't give me five dollars to get a Snickers bar. You know, <laughs> it'll be a game changer. And you know, to, to Chad's point, um, you know, we're not you know we're not just going to teach. Uh, if you come to the school, you don't just learn how to wrestle. You learn all aspects of the wrestling business or sports entertainment business, and that means from broadcasting to uh, um, camera work to audio work to lighting to producing to uh, writing um, everything so that you know if you have a passion for it and God help you you know if, if for some reason you know your career your in-ring career were to come to an end you'd have an education in the skills that would allow you to be able to still make a living in a in, a, in an industry that you would enjoy working in uh, whether it be with sports entertainment and professional wrestling broadcasting or whether it just be in entertainment and broadcasting alone. Um, you know, we, we're, we're really excited about the fact that we're able to give kids that, you know, typically would just go to a quote unquote wrestling school an opportunity to learn skills that would, you know, give them tools to be able to make a living um, outside of the ring as well. So you're saying there's still a chance for a fat, balding, 41-year-old in Ridgeway to come to a school that you are running so I could possibly broadcast, run lighting, or something like that? Yep, and even maybe write, produce, direct, yeah. Well, the the wife just shot me to divorce papers with the eyes right now, so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to thank you guys for the time today. Uh, we'll set up another time to come on, fill you more, more in on OVW. Definitely want to get you on before your pay-per-view so you can talk Great. about that. Yeah, we'd love to. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for being on. 
And uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And welcome back to Can Crushers. What a fun interview that was with owners Chad Miller and Al Snow of OVW. Guys, I want you to go out there and check out everything they have. Collar and elbow. Uh, I want to just talk about that. My favorite shirt is the American Dream shirt. There's other ones. There's support indie wrestling. As as you heard Paul say on Wednesday, he's going to order a Job Squad shirt. But just the classic collar and elbow, you know, right over top of it. That in itself, it, there's a distinct look to that. So I really want you guys to check out collarandelbow.com. Uh, December 14th, their pay-per-view, as I'm doing my air quotes, will be on Fight TV. Guys, sign up for Fight TV. Uh, watch this pay-per-view. Um, if not, you know, maybe somebody come over to my house and we'll be doing splitsies and we'll watch it. Whatever. Uh, I will be watching it. Just thank you to Al Snow and Chad Miller for coming on Can Crushers and spending a little time with us and glad that this partnership with Can Crushers and Ohio Valley Wrestling is going to blossom into something. Uh, I want to take a moment here, step back, and give out a huge shout-out to Brad Benazuti. Brad, without you, this interview could not have happened. Uh, You reached out to me saying, hey, I want you to meet somebody, and then this is what turned out. This amazing interview with Chad now. So, uh, lots of wrestling this weekend. Make sure you support everything indie. Uh, a lot of WWE as well. So, take some time. Watch some wrestling. It snowed out here in the northwestern Pennsylvania area. So, uh, YouTube and WWE Network. We will catch you guys on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>